Acts chapter 16. I'm just going to introduce this this morning, and then I'm going to let you munch on it for the entire week. We are going to begin, begin a new series entitled Joy to the World. Joy to the World. And some of you are saying, Pastor, it's a little bit far from Christmas, ain't it? It's not that far. And the older you get, it seems it just rolls right in. Thanksgiving and Christmas is like a one-time experience all together, right? It's so overwhelming when you're parents, right, it seems. And today, um, the reason why we've entitled this series is because we're going to go through Philippians in the, in the following weeks, but we'll begin in Acts chapter 16 to give us some context. But I, I want to talk to you about joy. And what is joy? According to an old dictionary... Joy, it can be described as the peace, the contentment, the assurance that we have in our present world, no matter what's going on, and we have that assurance because of that which is to come, right? So for the believer, joy is having peace and contentment and being satisfied in God, no matter what hell we go through here on earth, because we know that he's coming, can I say it that way? Yes. Right. The fact, that, the fact of life is that life is filled with a lot of mess and a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt and a lot of unmet expectations, right? For all of us, Christian, unchristian, believers and unbelievers, life happens. Yet in the midst of life, what God says is this, for those of you who put your faith in me, for those of you who put your trust in me, for those of you who received me into your life, I will give you joy. And what is joy? Again, that assurance, that anchor, that peace, that ability to be still in the midst of the storm, right? Why? Because your joy, your sense of self-worth, your security, your contentment, your satisfaction is not found in circumstances, but rather in who God is. And so the entire focus of this series is so that we would make the trade. And that trade is this, that instead of seeking for happiness, the momentary happiness that comes from things and circumstances and goes with things and circumstances, that we would instead of living for the pursuit of happiness, would commit to pursuing God and delighting in the joy that he has given us. You know, this holiday season, it's supposed to be a season of joy and of celebration. And if anything, right, it's the season of Emmanuel, right? Where we say God is with us. We're God who loved us so, he loved us so much that he became like us to identify with us and redeem us from our sins. That's like the greatest gift ever. Anybody with me? God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And it should be a great season of reflection, of meditation on what he's done. And we should feel like, you know what, no matter what I get and don't get, I'm satisfied because I have everything that I need in him. Amen. Right? I have everything that we need in him. Confession. Some holidays I haven't spent it that way. You know, some holidays I had some bad attitudes. I mean, many years ago, you know, not anytime soon or anything. You know. No, you know, some holidays... You know, sometimes the devil comes, sometimes circumstances come, and if we let them, those things can rob us of a true perspective of what the season is about. Sometimes, you know, we're tempted to become so busy during the holidays that we forget what the season is about. Sometimes we compare ourselves to others 
You know, we just meaning a few of us, not everybody, right? But sometimes we compare ourselves to others, to what we don't have and what we have, and we feel like we missed the purpose of the season because we feel like we're missing out. Sometimes we get an unnecessary, oh, hold up, pastor. We get an unnecessary debt for the holidays. Oh, my kid deserves this, and my kid deserves that, and I can't let my kid live without this, and, you know, I deserve this. I should treat myself and think, you want to treat yourself to five years of debt? That's not treating yourself. That's enslaving yourself. Sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes the holidays just stink. Can I say this? They stink because we're not at the place where we expect it to be. We're not at the job where we expect it to have. We don't make the money we expect it to make. The family's not the place where we want it to be. There is no family. That's the issue. By now, I should be married, Pastor. By now, there should be a significant other for the mistletoe deal. You know, things are just not working out. Marriage may not be where it's supposed to be. Kids are not, you know, at the place where they're supposed to be. Can't have the Thanksgiving table that you wish you have. And all those things can make all the holiday season so anxious and so depressing and so condemning and so, you know, just not what it's supposed to be. But I have good news for you. You don't have to let your your circumstances dictate your joy during the holidays. You don't have to let your circumstances dictate your joy during your, uh, your holidays. And so I got this awesome Bible, um, uh, study Bible, life application study Bible. I really enjoy it. And it had this description be- of the difference between happiness and joy. And I certainly couldn't come up with something better than this. I just wanted to copy this and read it to you, okay, because I think it's so good. And it reads this way. The word happiness evokes visions of unwrapping gifts on Christmas morning, strolling hand in hand with the one you love, being surprised on your birthday, responding with unbridled laughter to a comedian, or vacationing in an exotic locale. Everyone wants to be happy. We make chasing this elusive ideal a lifelong pursuit, spending money, collecting things, and searching for new experiences. But if happiness depends on our circumstances... What happens, what happens when the toys rust, when our loved ones pass away, when our health deteriorates, when money is stolen, and when the party's over? Oftentimes, happiness flees and despair sets in. In contrast to happiness stands joy. Running deeper and stronger, joy is the quiet, confident assurance of God's love and work in our lives. That he will be there no matter what. Happiness depends on happenings. Happiness depends on happenings. But joy depends on Christ. Isn't that good? You know, that temporary happiness depends on what you get what you don't get and what happens around you. But the joy, which is much better than it's greater than happiness, depends on Jesus. And you know what? No matter what's going on in the world, there is one truth that's constant. Jesus is on the throne. Amen. Right? We had like this roof work that needed to take place back here like several years back. I want to say nine years ago. And they started to work on the roof, right? Sunny day, beautiful day. Everything seemed perfect. The guys went out to lunch. All of a sudden when they went to lunch, flash storm. Roof is exposed, right? 
It caused thousands of dollars of damage. And when that guy who was working on our roof came back, he just, his face was flushed red. And he was just so, you know, just felt terrible. He felt terrible. And he looked at me and he said, Pastor, I am so sorry. And I looked at him and I said, you know, you know what? I think Jesus is still on the throne. (laughs) Something tells me he's still on the throne. He looked at me like I was a couple fries short of a Happy Meal. (laughs) But I was trying to let him go home and go to sleep, right? Sometimes life seems like, you know, the roof has been taken off of the house and we've been rained on. And when that time comes, you need to know this, Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. Amen. He's still on the throne. He's in control. So the goal of this message and the series that we're going to dive into this following week is this, to know this, that you can live according to the joy that God gives and not for the next big thing. You can live according to the joy that God gives and not according to the next big thing. And I'm going to promise you this. I know this from experience. If the next big thing is where your joy is found, you're always going to be looking for the next big thing. The next big phone, the next big car, the next big marriage, the next big relationship, the next big job, the next big ministry. You're always going to, because there's nothing anchoring you. And you know, instead of diving in this message this week, I feel like here we need to stop because there's a verse in Proverbs chapter 4 that says this, guard your hearts because from it flows the issues of life. And I want to encourage you this holiday season. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 16 and getting some nuggets of truth in regards to how to live a life of joy that depends on the strength that God gives us. We're going to look at Philippians, and we're going to go chapter by chapter to Philippians to look at what it looks like to have joy in the heart, um, to, to guard the joy and nourish the joy that God's given us. But before we do all that, today I think what we need to do is say, Lord, I want to give you my heart right now. And I want you to take this heart and cleanse whatever needs to be cleansed. Lord, I want you to show me, am I giving my heart away to things that I shouldn't be giving my heart to? Because your word says, guard my heart, because from it flows the issues of life. Would you stand with me today? Somebody, thank you, sir. Mm. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Church. There's all kinds of distractions. There's all kinds of things that are going to pull for our attention. And there's all kinds of things that are 
going to try to be a magnet to our hearts. You know what the Bible says? The Bible does not say, you know, don't worry about your heart. God's got it. The Bible doesn't say, you know, don't worry about your heart. The Holy Spirit will, will just cover it so that you don't desire wrong things. The Bible doesn't say, you know what, God's going to make it impossible for you to desire things that are not according to his will. No, the Bible says you and I have a responsibility. And that is to make sure that we guard this heart because whatever we give ourselves to will control us. It will control us. And we can give ourselves to fear. We can give ourselves to anxiety. We can give ourselves to depression. We can give ourselves to uh, pessimism. We can give ourselves to the wrong person. And know that we're doing it. And know that we shouldn't. Come on, anybody been there? It's like, I know I shouldn't be dating this person, but you know, it's like, whatever, this will do for now. But you know, it won't be a big deal. I'll walk away when it's time to walk away. (laughs) Right? Then all of a sudden, you're like, I can't walk away. I know he's not the one, but maybe God could make him the one. It's like, girl, you better walk away. You better run. Oh, you know, I know that I'm not ready for this car, but I'm just looking up cars. I just like to see cars. What's wrong with looking at cars? It's only $250 more than what I'm paying right now for the car. I mean, it's still only $250 more. All we have to do is not feed the kids. That'll be easy. You know, all we do is we begin to entertain things that we're not supposed to. Well, I'm not in it. I'm just entertaining it. We've entertained it so much that we feel like we have to get it. And if we don't get it, we exasperate ourselves and we have no joy because we don't have it. Don't let your holiday season be ruined by the trick of the enemy. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you today. Ahead of us comes Thanksgiving. Ahead of us comes Christmas. And we know, God, that everything is going to be pulling for our attention. And Lord, uh, we just want to turn to you and say, we want this holiday season to be marked. That 2018, I begin, I began to celebrate Jesus like never before in a holiday season. In 2018, something dramatic happened where Christmas was about being in the presence of God, where where Thanksgiving was about rejoicing over what we had instead of looking forward to buying more things. Lord, I thank you that that shift will happen today. Hallelujah. That that shift will happen this holiday season. Do it in my heart. Do it in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're here today as we pray right now. And you're saying, you know what, Pastor? Um, We're going to dive into the series on joy and guarding our joy and and having joy and living out joy. And I realize that um, I've done a poor job guarding my heart. I've just done, done a poor job guarding my heart from distractions. You know, And the thing is, these distractions are not necessarily sin all by themselves. It's not like you look at them and you know immediately they're a sin. No, a lot of times they're just just distractions that take your attention. It It could be ministry. You know? But today you realize the Lord is saying, I need you to do a better job guarding your heart. I need you to do a better job paying attention to your heart because 
because from it will flow the issues of your life, all of your attention, all of your strength, all of your energy. Right? Depends on your ability to guard this thing from the wrong desires, from the wrong, from the distractions. If that's you today, and you know, the Lord is calling me to guard my heart, and I, I need to do a better job of that, would you raise your hand right where you're at? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, um, I know that I stand here today, and in any given moment, distraction can come my way and, and rob me of the joy that you have planned for me this holiday season. So today I raise my hands with my brothers and my sisters who raised their hand. And Lord, we say this season we want to guard our hearts. Because we know that the moment that we don't, the first thing the enemy is going to try to do is take our joy away, take our peace away, take our contentment away. And Father, we come against comparison in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against busy work for purposelessness in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against, uh, you know, looking for the next big thing to satisfy in the name of Jesus Christ. We surrender. We yield it. We give that to you. And we pray, God, cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our hearts. And Lord, we know that this ain't going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that, Father God, that we're not going to be tempted. But we make a decision to crucify those things. Put those things on the cross so that our hearts will be cleansed before you. Lord, we want to guard our hearts. We commit to that today. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for discernment to come in. Uh, Lord God, the gift of discernment to show us where to go, where not to go, what to look at and what not to look at. And Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, just give us wisdom, how to handle, Father God, our strength, our time, and our energy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Someone needs to hear this. Uh, yeah, I... Can I say this humbly? I'm not throwing any stones. The Lord speaks to me as he speaks to you. Listen. You're not going to miss out on a deal. If you make a decision this holiday season to prioritize what the Holy Spirit is putting in your heart, that is the best deal. That is the best deal. Black Friday got nothing on that. Whatever will be under the tree has nothing on that. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, awaken us to the hunger of your person. Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm going to make one altar call today. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what? I've gone through life, and I realize that I've gone through life not satisfied, I've gone through life not happy, and I've gone through life just really without relationship with God. But today, I want to commit to a personal relationship with Jesus. I want to surrender to Him. I want to surrender to His will in my life, to His purpose in my life. And I want to say yes to Him in my holiday season and yes to Him for the rest of my life. If that's you, would you raise your hand right where you're at? Anybody here? I see your hands. I see your hands. Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. Amen. I see your hands. We have many folks receiving Jesus into their lives today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Church, everybody pray this prayer with me. Father God, I turn my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. I will follow you. Write my name 
in your book of life. Reveal to me your purposes. I say yes to you. I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands before God, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for salvation today, Jesus. Thank you for salvation today, Jesus. Thank you, God. We bless you, God. Thank you that today we receive brothers and sisters into the kingdom. Thank you, Lord God, Father God, for your, uh, revealing your person, revealing yourself, and leading them in your ways, leading us in your ways. Thank you that this holiday season, thank you, God, that this holiday season would be filled with your presence. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you gave your life to Jesus today, we'd love for you to fill out a connection card and drop it at the silver box that's behind at the wall there. We'd love to connect with you, to pray with you, and get you connected to the church body. And at this time, church, from now until 6 o'clock, we will have the altars open. If you need prayers, we have a prayer team that will be available to pray for each and every one of you. God bless you. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the presence of the Lord. Amen.